God is good. Amen. Come, why don't we stand to our feet today? Take the Bible in your hands. Let's start with a faith declaration. Amen. Shake off the dust from 2020. Hallelujah. Let's enter into 2021 shining and gleaming with faith. Amen. Come lift up the Bible and say, This is my Bible. It is the Word of God. And today, I am ready as a child of God, as a righteousness of God. I am ready to receive the incorruptible, indestructible seed of God's Word. And I believe I will never be the same again as I receive these words. My mind is ready. My spirit is hungry. And I'm ready. Very, very ready to be changed. In Jesus' name. Amen. Turn around to somebody. Wish them a happy new year again. And you may be seated. Glory to God. I wasn't thinking of sharing this, but it's just coming to me right now. On the 31st morning during the dawn prayer in the prayer house, while I was praying, I saw two pictures while we were praying for 2021. I saw two pictures. And I just feel led to share that right now. One of the pictures was of a flood. A flood that was happening over the world. And it was a dirty flood. It was, you know, confusion, uh, turbulence, uh, dirty waters. And I saw people flailing themselves in the flood. Cars and uh, houses were being wiped away in that flood. And what the Lord spoke to my heart was that even in this year, there's going to be the flood of confusion. That flood of turbulence in economy, in society, in families, in the world. And the people of the world will be in confusion. They'll be clamoring. They'll be Babylon. Like so many people with so many different opinions saying things that people do not know who is right, what is right. And there'll be confusion in the world. But on the other hand, while I was praying, I saw another flood. And this flood was different. It was pristine, clear, sparkling water. It was almost like crystal water. You could see into it. And it was the flood of the Holy Spirit that the Lord is releasing upon the earth. And there were waves after waves of glory. And I was, on the, I was in a sense surfing or on a boat on the top of this wave of the flood. And I was just enjoying that. And behind me I saw many others surfing the waves of this flood. And enjoying, just flowing with the Holy Spirit. And the Lord spoke to my heart that those who flow with the Holy Spirit. Those who are aware of what the Holy Spirit wants to do and what God wants to do on the earth and flow with God and obey God, they are the ones who will experience this joy, this revival, this move of God and they're going to soar higher with the things of God, to go higher with God. But then Christians will also give in to the voices of the world. They will give in to the spirit of the world. They will experience the confusion and that mess that the other flood represents. So it's up to you and me. The choice is ours. Amen. And that's why we must engage with God. Engage. And so these are the five F's that I want to talk about. How we can engage with God and face 2021. Number one. Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. Joshua is leading the people of God into the promised land. They are here on the banks of the Jordan. Across the Jordan, they see Jericho. And they see that fortified city that is almost impossible to destroy. And they're also aware that there are 31 other kings in fortified cities. Enemies, strong, giants in that land. Representing the difficulties, the trials, the travails that they're going to face in the future. The wilderness is in the past. Their promised land is in the future. And they're standing there on the banks of the Jordan. And Joshua must be thinking in his heart, how are we going to go into the promised land? How is this year going to be for us? Because we are no longer going to eat manna every day. We're no longer going to eat the, the meat from the birds every day. We're going into the promised land. And whatever we eat, we have to take from these people. And at that very moment, in verse 9, God comes to him and says, Have I not commanded you, Joshua, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. So this is what God says to you, church. Do not be afraid of 2021. 
Do not be afraid of the new strain. Almost as if heaven was not prepared. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, nor be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you when you go into 2021. Turn to your neighbor and say, do not be afraid. See, this first F is called fortitude. Everyone say fortitude. Fortitude is a strength of character that enables a person to endure pain, to endure adversity, to endure uncertainty with courage. You see, the faith that God gives us is not only to pray that we will have no pain and no adversity, but the faith that God gives us is a courage to face adversity, to face challenges, to face difficult situations with courage. That is what fortitude means. And even though this word is not used in the Bible, in fact, hardly ever used in the Bible, yet the spirit of this word is all through the scriptures in words such as faith, endurance, perseverance, courage. And we see that in Abraham who left everything and went with God to a land he did not know where he was going. We see that in Joseph when he was in Egypt. We see that in Joshua. We see that in David. We see that in the heroes of the faith in the scriptures. Fortitude is derived from the Latin word fortis. Everyone say fortis. It means to be strong, powerful, vigorous, steadfast, courageous, and brave. It means strength, firmness, durability, courage, bravery, and being valiant. And it's also a quality that is rarely seen today, even in the church. Yet, it's a quality that we need so much today. St. Thomas Aquinas said this, that the three virtues that are so essential for Christian success is prudence, justice, and fortitude. Prudence simply means wisdom, foresight, sagacity. The wisdom and understanding of the Holy Spirit. Justice means the ability to do what is right. That heart that always seeks for what is right. So prudence and justice gives us the understanding. Even today, you need that wisdom from God and you need that heart of justice so that you will know even in 2021, in the midst of this pandemic and all the news, that you will know what is the right thing to do. I'm talking about the wisdom of God, not the wisdom of the world. In the wisdom of the world, people may say, now you have to hide more, you have to do all the other things. But the wisdom of God, what does it say? It says, walk by faith. Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves. Don't give in to your feelings. So wisdom tells us what to do. Justice tells us what needs to be done. But it is fortitude that gives us the strength to do it. Many Christians know what the Word of God says. But many don't have the fortitude to do it. You know that you should tithe. But when you get a big sum of money as profit, many don't have the fortitude to do it, to tithe. They're afraid of the future. You know that you should not lie, but yet you need the fortitude to actually be honest. So fortitude is not foolishness. It is not rashness. It is not recklessly putting yourself in danger. It is not that foolishness. Alright? Fortitude is the courage to do the right thing that is needed and the firmness to face the consequences. Like Jesus facing Pilate, the Sanhedrin, and going to the cross. He knew this was the right thing to do, even though it meant the destruction of his life for that moment. Fortitude is Stephen facing the people who were stoning him to death and yet with calmness and with boldness and with honor, he's able to face the consequences of his decision. Fortitude is best seen in the word martyrdom that we see in the apostles in the body of Christ. That is what we need in such times. Fortitude is a gift of God. It's not something that we can develop on our own. It's a gift of God in our hearts and it comes when we know God and when we know His promise. 
That's why Joshua heard from the Lord. Have I not commanded you? Be of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God. The Lord your God. Yahweh your Elohim. Yahweh. The eternal covenant keeping God. The personal God. The one who is the great I am. The one who is always in the present. And He is your Elohim. The Almighty God. So when you know God, that He is faithful, He is almighty, He is all-powerful, He is El Shaddai, the all-sufficient God, then even if you will go through famine and you will go through adversity, you will go through difficulty, you will know that He is with you. And He has promised, wherever you go, I will be with you. I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. Not only is He almighty, but He has promised, He has said in His word, That He's not going to leave us. That gives us the fortitude. It's a gift when we know His nature and when we hear His promise. And that's what you are hearing today. You are hearing that God is faithful. And number two, you are hearing that He has promised He will not leave you. No matter what you may face in 2021, whether it is sickness, death in the family, calamities, financial loss, whether it is relationship issues, no matter what you may face, He is with you. That gives you the fortitude that you need. Not only in difficult times, but we also need fortitude to have that moral courage. Everyone say moral courage. To live in such times when we see the media washed with liberal values. When it's getting so difficult for Christians to say what they believe about marriage, what they believe about gender, what they believe about sex. Fortitude is the courage that we need to say the right thing in the right spirit and not given to the evil spirit of the times which is flooding even the church. When there's a breakdown of our moral values, the Christian believes in the liberal system that is washing all over the world, the flood of materialism, the pursuit of power, pleasure, and beauty, and vanity. Fortitude is what we need to live for God. Fortitude is what we need to say no to corruption. Hallelujah. That is a quality that we must see in the church in these times. Because there's a flood of temptation, a flood of evil, a flood of confusion, a flood of liberal values and liberal thoughts that is flooding the world. And it's going to sweep many in the church also with it. You need to be strong. You need to pray and ask the Lord for fortitude. The second F is this, faith. Turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 11 to 12. But you, O man of God, and also women of God. So this is speaking about you. Flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. It's strange that here Paul does not say, pursue after power, pursue after anointing, pursue after double portion of anointing, pursue after uh, more favor. No. Man of God. How many men of God do we have here? Women of God included. Pursue after Godliness, righteousness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. When was the last time that these things were in your prayer list? Uh, wife, Lord. Beautiful wife. Tall wife. Wifey job. Wife who looks like Korean star. <laughs> Pursue after godliness, gentleness, patience. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. The good confession is your faith in Jesus Christ. So faith is the other F. Faith. Face this new year with faith. Faith. That's another quality that we need. That the Holy Spirit wants to fill your hearts with today. Faith in the church Maybe we can say in 2020 was a casualty. When we saw many in the church being depressed, fearful, discouraged. 
It's lagging in their fervency. The source of that is primarily a dropping of faith in the hearts. See, whether it is a pandemic time or whether it is a normal time, faith is absolutely essential for the Christian. Without faith, we cannot please God. We walk by faith and not by sight. Everyday faith we need. But faith is also refined. Faith can be strengthened. Faith can be purified. Faith can be made stronger through the adversities that we go through. And maybe 2020 was a difficult time for you, but you are still alive. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You're still breathing, which is good because God used that process to refine your faith, to strengthen your faith, to purify your gain, your faith so that it is more precious than gold. The Bible says faith is more precious than gold. It's more precious than your houses, your cars, and your bank accounts because ultimately it is faith that is critical for your success as a Christian, your successful life here on the earth. So faith is what we must be armed with, be loaded with as we face 2021. And of course, it comes from the Word of God. What is faith? Faith is trust and reliance on God and His Word. It means to live daily, 2021, motivated, inspired, led, and governed not by what you see, hear, and feel. Not by what the world says or people's opinions. But only by what God says. Through His Word and His Spirit. That is what faith is. It is to keep God's Word above all words. Either by the Spirit or in the Word of God. To live by that. Whatever you may hear. Whatever people may say, we must always ask this first. What does the Bible say? What did God tell me? I'm going to live by that and not by the opinions of men. You see, when we listen to the voices of the world, the voices of people, our own feelings, we let fear and anxiety creep in. And the result of that was many experienced discouragement, hopelessness, and depression in 2020. So faith is making this decision that I'm going to live only by what God says to me. I'm not even going to listen to other Christians who may be speaking a lot of negativity. Like when we talk to our friends, they say, oh, it was a difficult year. Ah, I don't know, the whole church was experiencing terrible times. Yeah, I mean, that's what they said. That's the reality. But faith says, but Still, the Word of God says all things are possible to those who believe. The Word of God says the favor of God is on my life. I don't know what your experience is. I will not judge you, but I will live by what I believe in the Word. Otherwise, you will make the experience of the other church and other Christians your faith. So you never know what is going on in other people's hearts. I'm not a judge of that. But I'm responsible for my own heart that I will choose to live by faith. Can you say amen? Faith does not give in to negativity and pessimism. Anyone pessimistic about 2021? Ah, 2021. I don't know what will happen. No, faith is always optimistic. Faith is always enthusiastic. Faith is always hopeful, joyful, peaceful. Faith is always looking ahead to the future. With this belief that God is with me and therefore, no matter what I face, it's always for my good. Either it's going to refine me from within or He's going to increase my territory or He's going to bring promotion in my life. Can you say amen? Faith is not being cowardly, worried, in self-pity, feeling sorry for self. Uh, Nagaland, no, we are so poor, so backward. Feeling sorry for self. No. Faith always sees ourselves in Christ. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Always expecting from God. Always looking to God. That's what faith is. So as you and I face 2021 with more uncertain news, 
what you and I need to do is this. Number one, let go of the past. Whatever you have experienced in 2020, good or bad, whatever you have faced, heartache, prosperity, difficult times, depression, let it go. Don't hold on to that past with regret or define yourself with your past. See, you must understand this. If you believe in God, your past doesn't have the power to affect your destiny. Your past does not have the power to determine your future. It does not. God holds your life in His hands. It is God who can determine your destiny. If God can lift up a servant, a slave from the prison to make him the prime minister of Egypt in one day, why can't that same God do the same for you? You see, your past does not determine your future unless you keep on holding to that past and thinking because of your past failures and because of your past mistakes, you are disqualified from the blessings of God. Then your own definition of your own life, your own faith is holding you back. You're walking around with an iron ball tied to your legs, trying to drag your past and run with God at the same time. Your past is powerless to affect your future. Do you know that you are living a new life today? You have never lived. 3rd of Jan 2021 ever in your whole life. Isn't that exciting? It's a new life today. Woo! Glory to God. It's a new life. It's a new life. Your past doesn't exist. It is washed. It's under the blood. It's a new life, which means you can make a new life today. Hallelujah. Don't keep on holding on to the past. Hallelujah. You have never lived in 2021, 3rd of Jan, ever in your whole life. Glory to God. It's a new life. Turn to your neighbor and say, Oh, it's a new life. Amen. So put on a new smile. And maybe even your cells will be rejuvenated because you're smiling genuinely. Do you know that your cells respond to your smile? The joy in your heart? People who are always joyful and smiling are always younger. I've seen people who are younger to me. I tell you, when I look at them, sometimes I tell them, uncle. And then when I ask them their age, they're like, oh my gosh, he's five years younger to me, but he's looking so old. I have told auntie to people who were 10 years younger to me. Because they look so old, they dress so old, they talk so old, they're always with a scowl and a frown on their face. I know, I know I'm getting there to the uncle stage, but my eyes, I don't know, something wrong with my eyes. I always think that I'm very small living today, very young. And I see everyone is old. Even my wife is auntie. I see, I see everyone is old. I'm, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Maybe I'm so used to it. I always tell people, it's just uncle, auntie. And then I realize he's younger than me. Amen. Hallelujah. See, God wants to live with this new hope every day. Amen. The second thing is this. Face the new year with strong expectation. Hope. Hope. God wants to release hope into your heart. Faith is always hopeful. Why? Because faith is always expecting. Why? Because God is a good God. Faith believes God loves me. Faith believes God is a gracious God. Faith believes God's promises are for me. Faith believes that God's supply never ends. Faith believes in an, in an, in an endless reservoir of spiritual blessings. Faith is not moved by what you see. Faith always sees the spirit realm, the blessings of God, the grace of God is available. So faith is always expecting. And if you're always expecting, you're full of hope. Amen. Hope. Hope is like an anchor. You're not throwing that anchor to your past. You're throwing the anchor to your future. Is the anchor of your soul. You're throwing that anchor into the future. You're holding on that anchor to the promises of God and you're pulling by your faith your life into your destiny. So face this new year with hope just like you face the morning sun. When you face the morning sun, 
all you feel is the brightness, the glory of the sun, and you have no time to look back and see the shadows. Some Christians only see the shadows. Amen. Look at these two verses. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18. The path of the righteous is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter until the full day. This is in the New American Standard Version. The path of the righteous. Who is the righteous? Us. We are like the light of dawn. It breaks in the darkness and it shines brighter and brighter and brighter. That means the path that God has for you, 2020, 2021, 2022, it's going to go brighter and brighter and brighter. And he's speaking primarily in terms of your insights, your revelation of God, your understanding of God, your maturity. And then, of course, your externals will also transform and you'll see the blessings of God. But there'll be times when they go through 2020. But yet, even though in 2020, the externals were difficult, the internals, the heart, it was transforming. We were seeing more of God. Hallelujah. So the power of the righteous is like the sun that shines brighter and brighter. Look at Psalm 37, verse 23. Psalm 37, verse 23. The steps of a good and righteous man. Again, referring to Christians. Because you and I are righteous in Christ. Can you say amen? Can you say this? I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So your steps, the Bible says, are directed and established by the Lord. Established by the Lord. Not established by WHO or the American elections, no matter what happens there, your steps are established by the Lord. Can you say hallelujah? And He delights, God delights in our ways, glory to God, and blesses His path. God will bless your path. This is the amplified version. That means your steps in 2021. Of course, you need to be praying, seeking the Lord, humbling yourself, submitting. Hallelujah. Don't just walk into temptation and sin and say, my steps are directed by the Lord. No. It's talking about the steps of faith that you take. Hallelujah. It's established. That means God's going to be there around you. He's going to be a hedge. He's going to be a protection. He's going to be a foundation. He's going to be your umbrella. He's going to hem all around you. He's going to crown you with goodness and He's going to bless your paths. The same for 2021. But remember this. Faith is a fight. Fight the good fight of faith. Faith does not come automatically. Faith is not the button you press in the first Sunday of 2021. Ah, uh, I believe. Press the button. And for the rest of the year, you're going to just coast in to 2021 and by June you are angry with your pastor because your pastor said oh it's going to be the year of double increase and you're like I'm not seeing any increase what happened with all these words that God gives to pastors that God gives to church it never happens in my life have you ever been tempted with that thought come on honest people raise your hands do you know that no matter what word God gives to you in the beginning of the year you still have to walk by faith Hold on to that word by faith. Press into that word by faith. Push in by prayer to see the fulfillment of that word. Do you know that whatever prophecy you may ever receive over your life is not going to come to pass automatically? Do you have a part to play to walk by faith? To increase in grace as you humble yourselves, as you press in by prayer, as you press into the things of God? Faith is a fight. Do you think the enemy will just throw his, you know, weapons down and say, all right, come, come. How long? Rocco, come, come. Take whatever you want from your Do you think the enemy will let you do that? He will fight you. He fights us every step of the way. But the Bible says it's a good fight. It's a good fight. Can you say it's a good fight? Amen. There is a struggle to faith. There's the agonizing aspect of faith. When we hold on, when we endure, when we persevere, when we push in by prayer. But let me tell you, the benefits of a life of faith are far greater and far better than a life lived in the flesh. The flesh leads to destruction, the Bible says. But the spirit leads to life. 
The third F is this. Acts chapter 18 verse 25. And Romans chapter 12 verse 11. This man was instructed in the way of the Lord and being fervent in the Spirit. Fervent is the third F. God wants you to enter 2021 with fervency in your heart. He spoke and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. Romans chapter 12 verse 11. Not lagging in diligence, being sluggish or lazy. That's what it means. So one of the signs of a lack of fervency is when you become sluggish and lazy to come to church. When you become sluggish and lazy to pray. When you become sluggish and lazy about the things of God. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. In the Amplified Version, it says, Never lagging behind in diligence, a glow in the spirit. A glow. There should be a glow. Ooh. A glow in the spirit. You should always be looking like a chula. Winter chula. Chula janena? Ah. We should be like the chula that gives of warmth. It's glowing. In the spirit, you need to be glowing like a red hot charcoal. Hallelujah. And here, diligence is connected to fervency. Diligence is daily doing the things that are necessary. It's not just coming to the front one day and praying, ah, and crying, and then, oh, that man is full of fire, but not being diligent. Coming late to office, coming late to church, coming late for everything. That's not diligence. Hallelujah. Paul is talking about being sluggish in your relationship with God. He's describing a feeling of laziness, a lack of desire. And maybe that was a casualty also in 2020 because there was no church for a large part of the year. And of course, when the church started, many are still sluggish about the spiritual life. Now, we understand that some people have to stay at home and maybe they're joining from home. But let me tell you this. Many are using the excuse of the pandemic to actually allow the spiritual life to go to a very low ebb. They're not connecting online. They're not praying. They're not seeking God. And they don't feel the urgency in the spirit to do those things because there's an excuse that the whole world has given into, which is the pandemic. But God wants us to live above the fears of the world. God wants us to live above that by faith. Amen. See, this fervency is connected to another F, which is called fellowship. Can we say fellowship? Hebrews chapter 11 verse 26 says, Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves. Turn to Hebrews 11. Verse 24, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. See, fervency is contagious. Fervent in the spirit always affects others around us. It is infectious. It lifts the atmosphere wherever you are. So fellowship and fervency are connected because they feed each other. Why do people become less fervent? It's because people have also stopped fellowshipping. I've spent time with some of my Christian brothers, fellow pastors. And when they speak about a truth that God revealed to them, it ignites something within me. It makes me excited. When I was with a group of pastors in Hyderabad in the month of February and they were talking about this man of God in Africa. They were talking about this miracle that happened there and they saw that miracle. It stirred me up to also expect. I went up to my hotel room and I was speaking in tongues and praying in tongues. Because the fellowship, the fire that they carried, it stirred up the fire in me. And that's why fellowship is so important. The Bible says here, as you see the day approaching, that means the second coming of Christ. As you see the day approaching, that means our days. Because we can see the things that are happening around the world and the nations are leading up to that event. As we see the day approaching, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves. 
which means the fellowship of the believers is going to be hindered and hampered and stopped during the last days. The spirit of Antichrist is going to work to make the churches stop functioning and not meet regularly as a body together in these last days. Even in times of communism, at the risk of being killed, sent to the communist war camps, people in China, people in Russia, they made sure that they met regularly and they prayed. At the risk of death. Why? Because they knew that then when the, when the body comes together, there is a fire, there is a blessing, there is an anointing, there is something that God does in that place which you can never have over Zoom or internet or Facebook or YouTube. You cannot have it. Amen. Because the church is always the body coming together. That face-to-face -face encounter is absolutely vital. Paul was talking to Titus or Timothy. I was reading that in Dimapur. And Paul was saying, I have many things to say to you, but I'm going to wait till I come and see you face to face. So that face to face, my joy will be full. And there God showed me, there is a fullness that believers will not experience unless they come together as a church. There's a fullness in the word, the revelation, the power, the blessing. You see, you may not have a need for healing today. You may not have a need for prayer. But just coming together, sitting down and worshiping together, there is a blessing that you have received. Unseen. But yet you have been blessed. Can you say hallelujah? That happens in the fellowship of the saints. See, there's a need for the church to assemble more. Number one, why? We will exhort one another, verse 25 encourage one another we will stir up each other's hearts look at verse 25 stir up love and good works how when we consider one another how do you consider one another when you see them i've forgotten the faces of some of our church members no i'm just kidding <laughs> maybe after the pandemic we'll be like ah i forgot your name we stir up each other's hearts it's like when you put the wood together, the fire increases. When you separate the wood, the fire dies down. Winter stories of Nagaland. Amen. Come out of that winter. That winter of your heart. 2020 was like a winter. 2021 is springtime. Amen. Hallelujah. So what does fervent look like? Being fervent. It looks like hunger for the word. You're hungry for the Word. It looks like this. You are passionate for prayer. What does fervent look like? It looks like hungry for prayer. And that's why we're having these 21 days of prayer. Come, come. It's not like we are very busy as a people. I'm sure you can spread, spend one hour every day to come. 4 to 5 p.m. Amen. Readjust your schedule. The government will understand. <laughs> We're not the most developed nation in the world, so come. Amen. It looks like being passionate for prayer. It looks like being full of the Spirit. It looks like you're hungry for souls. You want to bring people. You want to share Christ to people. You want to make sure they get born again. You want to make sure that they get baptized. You want to make sure they come to church. That's what being fervent looks like. Come on, church, you got to rise up. Hallelujah. And the fifth F is this favor. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. The Bible says, We are seated with Christ in heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion. Christ lifted us up together with him, raised us up, and made us sit together in the heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. That is the position of favor. The right hand of God. Seated with Christ. The position of favor and authority. This we know through the word. The word has been declared over you and me. 
because we have believed in Christ. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says, We are blessed, not going to be blessed, already blessed with every spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. It doesn't mean that the blessings are only spiritual, don't expect physical. No, it means that all your blessings come from the Spirit. The source of every blessing in your life is Spirit. Spirit. That means even the money that's in your pocket that you're blessed by God, the source of it is Spirit. We worship Him in Spirit and in truth. Everything that we are enjoying in a Christian life, the source of it was in the Spirit. The peace in my heart, the source of it is the sacrifice. Jesus, the cross, it's a Spirit thing. Hallelujah. My health, the, the source of my health is the cross, is redemption. Spirit. It's not how many kilometers I run or what kind of food I eat. Yes, I'm wise with those things, but the source of my health is spirit. That means I'm blessed with every spiritual blessings, all the blessings, the source of it is in the spirit. And that means it is prepared for me. It is kept for me. My inheritance, undefiled, uncorrupted, kept for me in heaven so that I can access it here from the earth by my faith. Which means, the moment you accepted Jesus Christ, this favor has been declared upon you. Like I shared on New Year's. Many people see the watch that we wear, the clothes, the shoes, the cars we drive, the houses we live. And they say, oh, so many blessings on your life. They see the material things, the external things, and they think that these are the blessings. But the truth is, the blessings are first in the spirit before they are seen in the natural. So this is not the blessing. This building is not the blessing. This is just a manifestation of the blessing. Which is like a tree that grows fruit in so many different forms. But the main blessing... Let me tell you this, the main blessing, the biggest blessing that God can give to you is His Word declared over your life. And when you understand this truth, I tell you, you will have this faith that you are permanently in the blessing of God. The blessing of God is something that you have, irrespective of your circumstance, you have it. And when you believe you have it, you will begin to walk in it. When Isaac blessed Jacob, Jacob came, not the perfect man, not the righteous brother, to steal because his mother made sure that he was an accomplice in her plans. So he came dressed as Esau. So Isaac laid hands and he spoke words. May the dew of heaven rest upon you. May your enemies fall before your face. May the favor of God be upon you. So Isaac spoke words, words. But why are words so important? Because the blessings in the spirit are carried by words. You and I are spiritual beings. Our faith is expressed in words. God is spirit and He said, let there be light and light came. God expresses His blessings by words. See, when He blessed Adam and Eve in the garden, when He created them, He said, the Bible says, God blessed them and said, be fruitful, be increasing, have dominion, multiply. He spoke. When God spoke, there was something that was released upon Adam and Eve. A barak. It was something spiritual. Something endured upon them. It was a tangible thing. You could not see it with your eyes, but it was a tangible, it was a real substance in the spirit that was released upon them the moment they received the word. And then Adam began to function in it by naming all the animals. By taking dominion over the earth that God had created. And so in the same way, when Isaac blessed Jacob, there was something that was released upon Jacob through those words. Jacob ran away from his father's house because Esau was planning to kill him. And he ran away destitute. Maybe all he had was a stick in his hand and a change of clothing. Maybe a couple of food, bread in his, in his, in his back somewhere and he ran. He was running in the wilderness. But something was upon him. He was running. Something was upon him. What was that? Can you imagine that cartoon? 
the blessing was upon you. A blessing was upon you. Already spoken, already released. So that even after he went to Laban, his father-in-law, who cheated him, who cheated him first with his wife and secondly with the sheep, the herds, yet he prospered. He prospered. See, the blessing was already released. And so, despite whatever he faced with his employer, despite the fact that he left his father's house with no land, no gold, no inheritance, only the words, yet he prospered. He became very rich. He multiplied in cattle and herds and livestock and in men servants and maid servants. The blessing began to manifest. And he was not a perfect man either. And yet the blessing manifested because it was already spoken. It was already given. You see, the blessing in the Bible, what it literally means is this. Good words spoken over you. But it's not just good words that we give to one another like compliments. It's really the Spirit-empowered words that have been already spoken into the Word, the prophetic Word, wherein God says, you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Wherein God says, you have the favor of God. Because of what Jesus did, because of His obedience, we are the righteousness of God, the favor of God upon our life. We are joint heirs with Christ. Glory to God. We are more than conquerors. Those words, those words came from the Spirit. It came from the Father through this man of God. And they wrote it down. But they did not write it down like a fiction history novel. They wrote it down as the word of life for you and me. It is the same. This word is the same as if Father God comes over you and prays over you. It's the same. But of course, we Nangas, we will disregard this and go look for some words in some prayer houses which says there's some dark things in your house. And we pay more attention to that. 2021, they so we pay more attention to that word than to this word that God has spoken over you. God has spoken this word over you and the word of God is living and powerful which means even today this word, the Father is speaking over you, over your 2021 and He's saying your 2021 is blessed. Your 2021 is full of favor. The blessing of God is upon you. Come on, believe in that permanently. That is how I went through 2020. Yes, we saw the news. Yes, we were careful. Yes, some anxiety did seem to come. Yes, I went through personal struggles in my health. I went through a scare that I wish no one would go through. One of the worst news I ever got was last year about my health. It turned out to be wrong news, but I did get it for about three or four weeks where I had to struggle, fight the good fight of faith. But not even for a moment did I believe that God's blessing has left my life. Not for a moment did I believe that God's favor has left me. I kept on declaring the favor of God is on my life. I am in the blessing. The blessing is not something that comes and goes. Like money comes and goes. Like health comes and goes. Like Christmas Gifts people give. Oh, this year so blessed because many people give us gifts. What about next year? If everyone forgets to give you? No, no. Those things are secondary. The faith is this. I am in the blessing. I'm always in the blessing. I'm in the permanent favor of God because of Christ. Some people may have forgotten me. Doesn't change the fact that I'm in the blessing. My salary may have been cut. Doesn't change the fact I'm in the blessing. And God can turn around that or bring income another way. Or God can give me ideas that I can increase my productivity. God can do it in so many other ways. So keep your eyes and mind on the blessing. Because the real blessing is words. Words. And they carry the power of God in that. Circumstances does not change the blessing 
which you already have in Christ. Your failures does not change the blessing. Your past does not change the blessing. Your day-to-day performance, I'm not saying go out and sin, no. But your day-to-day performance does not affect the blessing. But the blessing has to be believed. You have to believe. And there's a persistence, there's a perseverance, there's a patience to our faith. How did this building manifest? Because even before we started, I believed we were blessed, the favor of God. And all through the time that we were building, when they were low on finances, when we had problems with the workers, I kept on declaring the favor of God is on our life. The blessing is with us. The blessing. Hallelujah. And that's why we had a great year last year, our family. But great doesn't mean we had no challenges. We had a lot of challenges. But when you look back, it's almost like when you trust in the Lord, even the challenges, they vanish like smoke. Your heart is just rejoicing with thanksgiving because of all the goodness that you have seen. And because you have trained your heart and mind to only see the goodness of the Lord so that you don't see the shadows. Sometimes when you see people's face, all you see is the wrinkles. But there are still so many beautiful things even on people who are 80 years old, 90 years old, right? On the faces. But we are trained to see the wrinkles only. See, don't see the wrinkles of your life. All of us have wrinkles in our lives. Amen. See God. See His grace. Be thankful every day. Be grateful. And you'll begin to see His grace. And the more you see, the amazing thing about grace is the more you see grace and the more you're grateful for grace, it increases, it magnifies. And the more you are grateful and the more you praise God for it, it increases more. And the more you are grateful for the goodness of God and you tell God, Lord, you are so good, you are so good, you experience more, you see more. You, you, and then your faith is tuned to always see the goodness of the Lord and you begin to walk in this faith that the goodness of the Lord is everywhere and because your faith is now tuned in and locked in to the goodness of God, you see more of the goodness of God. It's called the renewing of the mind. But some people are trained to only look for the negative. When they see a beautiful sermon, they will look for one word that Pastor Sean mispronounced. Because they're trained to always be critical. They're always trained to look for the problem. They're always training their mind to look for something that is not wrong. Something that is wrong. Right? We're negative about each other, the different tribes. Whatever the government does, eh, 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 spirit, you know? Anyone has that? (laughs) The way that we talk, we are trained to be negative and critical about things. And that's why we don't see the goodness of God. We see only the evil. We see only the dark. And the more you see the dark, guess what? You begin to see more dark. Because you've trained your heart and mind to only see the evil. See, to the pure, all things are pure. When you have a pure heart, you begin to see purity in everything. But to the impure, all things are impure. When your heart is filled with darkness, you begin to see everything dark. Even the good intentions of people are just are judged as evil intentions. Because your heart was the first place where you had that evil intention. Some people think that Jesus dying for us was a very selfish thing. It's only because He wants to use me. God wants me to preach for Him. God wants to use me. And that's why He died for me. How selfish of God. I don't want to be manipulated. I don't want to be you know, forced to believe God against my will. Some people have that mindset. They don't see the goodness of what Jesus did for us. And the grace, the blessing that flows immeasurably into our lives. Yes, there is a giving of ourselves that we need to give to God. But what we receive in return is so much greater. 
And it's a selfless act of love. And yet we, because our hearts are impure, may judge it as a selfish act only so that He can have us with Him. To the impure, all things are impure. While I was praying, the Lord added another F. The Holy Spirit said, there's another F you need to say and that is flow. Everyone say flow. Flow with the Spirit. You need to have fortitude. You need to have faith. You need to be fervent. You need to have fellowship this year. So pursue fellowship this year. Pursue fellowship. Pursue. That means come. Come to church. Come to the prayer meetings. Believe that the favor of God's upon you. And lastly, flow with the Spirit. Flow with the Spirit. We need to be people of the Spirit. Not just of the Word, but of the Spirit. We need to be people who submit, yield, pursue, seek the things of the Spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, Paul says, desire spiritual gifts. But the word gifts was added by the translators. It literally means desire spirituals, the things of the Spirit, the ways of the Spirit, to be full of the Spirit. Why? Because this is what we need more and more in these last days. When darkness is upon the earth, we must make sure we are filled with light. And the light is the Holy Ghost. We must make sure we are riding the waves of the timings of God, the Holy Spirit seasons, so that we do not miss on the things that God wants to do through our lives and also in the world, through us. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are sons of God daughters of God, matured in Christ, matured in God when you are led by the Spirit. For that to happen, prayer life is important. Fellowship is important. God wants a people in these last days who will flow with the Spirit. Why? Because situation keeps on changing so fast. It's not the same as in every nation. Every nation is different. So when you flow with the Spirit, the Spirit of God will protect you, preserve you, prosper you, guide you, teach you, show you for your own situation and circumstance and context where you are. So rather than just doing what the media says, what this doctor says, if we will flow with the Spirit. See, if the Spirit of God does not put any check in your heart about taking the vaccine, go ahead, take the vaccine. But if the Spirit of God puts a check in your heart about a particular type of vaccine, don't take it. So it's not like I'm against vaccination or for vaccination. I, mean, I am for the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? You see, as Christians, we are not for Democrats and Republicans. We're not for Trump or we're not for Biden either. Are you, are you following me? See, as Christians, we must always live above. We don't take signs. We don't take signs. We must be leavened. We must be like salt to both. People are making a big deal about the right and the left, the conservative and the, and the Democrat. You can see aspects of God in both. Aspects of truth in both. Sometimes the conservatives are too hard. They don't display the Spirit of Christ. So as Christians, we must live above the conversations and the stories in the world and make sure that we are like leaven. That means if the Spirit of God does not put a check in your heart about taking the vaccine, go ahead, take it. But if there's a check in your heart, don't take it. Because sometimes the Spirit of God may know that this batch is wrong. This batch will give you a lot of, you know, bad side effects. But this batch is okay. But you don't know. The doctors don't know. No one knows. And they may be putting the needle on everyone. But the Spirit of God says, don't take it. Don't take it. Okay, I'm not going to take it. Let me wait for another two months. But the Spirit of God says, you have peace about it. Go ahead. So in the process, we don't end up 
accusing, judging, being critical. Hey, we must just maintain the heart, live in the flow of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Are you with me? In business, and whatever we do, flow with the Holy Spirit. Flow with the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit says, everything is normal, start living as normal. But don't judge other people's own decisions in that process. Because what God may speak to them is not the same as what He says to you. If the Holy Spirit says to you, live as a normal right now, you have the faith. By walking out in your faith, you'll be protected. Others, they may not have the faith and they may try to copy you and they may not be protected. Because what we need is faith. It is faith that causes protection to be upon us. But faith is a response to His Word. His Word and also His Rema by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Are you guys blessed today? Feels like you guys are ready for another big meal. I can continue for another half an hour if you want. <laughs> Hallelujah. Flow in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. God is so good. Let's just worship one song and then we'll be off tonight. Remember, you are permanently in the blessing of the Lord because of Christ. How many of you believe in Christ? You know, the Bible says, he who has Christ has life. He who has the Son has, he who has the Son has life. So don't worry about life. If you have the Son, you have life. If you have the Son, you have peace. If you have the Son, you are in the blessing. The blessing is not greater than Christ. In fact, Christ is the sum of all blessings. Our inheritance, our riches in God. Can you say amen? So if you have the Son, you are in the blessing. You are in the blessing. Imagine the blessing is like this bubble that you can enter into and you're like in the blessing. Wherever you go, you are blessed. The blessing is not in this church building. The blessing is upon you wherever you are. Because you are in Christ and because Christ is in you. So when you are going to your school, you are in the blessing. When you're going into your marketplace, you are in the blessing. When, when you are arguing with the taxi drivers, you are in the blessing. And if you are aware that you are in the blessing, maybe blessed words will come out. <laughs> you are in the blessing everywhere. See, but if you are not conscious of it, we allow the worries and the stress to creep in. But when you are conscious of it, I'm in the blessing because I'm in Christ. It begins to flow. Faith releases it. Hallelujah. You are in the blessing. The favor of God's in you, upon you, all around you, behind you, in front of you, under you, above you. Goes before you. These blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. The blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. The Bible says, the blessings is running after you. You're trying to run away. But the blessings, oh, you should be a Christian where the blessings are just... <laughs> you can't run away from the blessings. Ah, don't bless me too much, Lord. Oh, That's what God wants you to be. How do you do that? Believe. Believe because of Christ. It's all through His grace. Come, let's stand to our feet. Let's worship. If you have been blessed through this podcast, we invite you to partner with us in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ from Nagaland to the nations. We make all our series available for free, but it does cost us time, effort, and money to do. So the support of people such as you will enable us to reach more people in more regions. Remember, when you give, the Word of God says in 2 Corinthians 9, 8, 
that God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you, always having all sufficiency, all things, may have an abundance of every good work. If you would like to support our media ministry on a monthly basis or through a one-time gift, kindly write to us at faithharvestnagaland at gmail.com and visit our website www.faithharvest.in and you can go to the giving section. You can also give through this UPI ID 700-568-4533 at Paytm. God bless you and thank you so much for your generosity.